and welcome to Food for Thought. I'm Cookie Anderson. And I'm Laura Mangone. Rob Bell's in the house. And Johnny Boy is MIA. Again. Busy man. Busy, busy. Hopefully he'll be back. Good. Next week. Good for him. He's busy. Cooking up something. That's good. Perhaps. That's good. Um, We had a few topics today. So we have, I wanted to talk about, have you heard about the, um, won't go into it too much now, but the Uh sushi bazooka. Uh, no. We're going to talk about a sushi bazooka. We're going to talk about some beer yoga. Oh, dear God. Goodness, I'm in with that. Beer, beer yoga. yoga. It's a Come thing, on. you guys. Beer and yoga pants. I want to talk about, have, I do have a catering job. What, well, don't, what, what, beer, yoga? Well, just hold on. I just want to. T- 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 I want to hear. I'm, I'm just, just kind of. Get, teasing. She's teasing. doing the tease, people. Um, I have so much tuna. See that bag over there? I do. I have so much tuna. Do you want to know how much tuna I have? How much tuna do you have? I have so much freaking tuna that the fishmonger had to uh, escort me to to customer service to check out. You're kidding. Because they like they couldn't it weigh was it such all? a great amount that they were afraid that the sticker wasn't going to work. Uh, and it was like this big thing and I had to pay for it separately. Uh, I have so much tuna. And how much did you pay per pound? Because I know we talked about nineteen ninety nine. Pretty good. Wow, 20 bucks a pound. That's it's a good, good. It's a good That's stuff. Good. There was also stuff for 27 I opted for the nineteen ninety nine. Right. It was very good. I tasted good, good, it this good. morning. But so I have so much freaking tuna <laughs> that I put it, I put it, I cut up the, because I got the whole loin. So I mm-hmm. cut it up this morning into little chunks, put it in a bag. I put the bag on my passenger seat because and I don't know set why. set off the. It's my car's beeping because the seat it, it thinks that there's someone sitting. That in the is hilarious. Seat. So I'm looking at the floor and the floor is like gross. I don't want to put it on the floor. Oh my god! And then I don't want to stop the car to like open the back door. And so, then, you... so I put the seatbelt around the freaking tuna. That's hysterical. And I have a picture if you don't believe me. That's, I believe. Why wouldn't I believe you? That's hysterical. <laughs> so we also have, um, I've had containers of buttercream on my front seat where the thing, when the, <laughs> The, yeah, the ding, you know, and it's the, just easier to put the seatbelt around that, it, yeah. right? Oh my gosh, too funny. So, and I want to talk to you about. <laughs> okay, speaking of tuna, tuna. I have this menu. Yeah, that what are I'm you doing, doing with the this, tuna for this You're weekend? Just carrying tuna around with you I'm just, for no there. certain it's purpose. A giant bag of tuna. <laughs> um, it's your new friend. I'm going to pan sear it. I'm going to dredge it in black and white sesame seeds. Nice, a little. A little Salt and pepper, black and white sesame seeds. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to sear it probably in the morning. I don't want to try to do like anything too last minute here. I mean, right. it is in Philadelphia. I have to drive. But right. I really think it'll be okay just at room temperature. I don't want to chill it after I sear it. Mm. That's a question. That's yeah, and home. I'm thinking about it. I probably would have it. Okay, Cold. I'll chill it. I'll chill it after I sear it. But then I, when I take it out of the fridge, I'm going to let it sit on that counter for an hour because I do not want that's okay. that dry the outer layer to be dry because that's what happens. Well, right? Is this an appetizer yeah. or a main? No, this is a main. Yeah. So and how doing, many people? I would think I would refrigerate it until I get there, and then it's sitting out. Yeah, that's you have a, other that's courses a, ahead of time. That's what I mean. Yeah, I do yeah, want yeah. it to get to room I, temperature I would not, especially it's 80 degrees outside. Yeah, it's beautiful all of a sudden. I love it. I know. I can't. It's summer. It, uh, I kind of miss. I like when there's a little spring, a little transition. I just hate when I have to transition from having an outdoor uh, walk-in <laughs> oh. um, on my porch because yeah. I treat the outdoors as a walk-in refrigerator when yeah. it's cold. <laughs> yeah, I do and like so that. I don't have that. In yeah, the you lost the outdoors. Yep. For refrigeration purposes. So the the sauces are a uh, choice of 
choice of a soy glaze, and mm-hmm. I basically did, you know, soy sauce and um, rice wine vinegar and honey and yeah. butter. So it's not it's not truly Japanese. That with sounds the, the good. The butter though. part, I thought that would just give it a nice. It'll emu- it'll emulsify it a little bit too, which is nice. It didn't emulsify. It didn't. It was so hot. Yeah. I, well, really? I, I figured I'm going to do something to it when I right. heat it up. Um, but the other sauce, I think I did a Thai chili, mm. Thai chili sauce. Sounds good. And then the chicken. You okay, Rob? You okay there, Robbie? <laughs> I have the perpetual our, cough. Our producer, little our Cuba. producer, is passing out Cuba t- t-shirt. <laughs> Rob just came back from uh, Cuba. Cuba Loves the Cuban. If you missed the show last week, Rob came back from Cuba. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. He had a very fun time. Very fun. So that sounds delicious. Really and good. And then the chicken, I'm going to do the same. I think I'm going to marinate the tuna and the chicken in the same marinade. You know what? I use my, I do it. I have my standard olive oil, lemon juice, soy sauce, garlic, black pepper, five things, and you put it on pork chops, you put it on yeah, chicken, you put it on I shrimp. It. it tastes different on everything. Delicious. Do, I'm going to do exactly that. Perfect. Just, and I think that'll sort of be give mm-hmm. a cohesive element to the Sometimes chicken I go the... nuts and put a little gin, fresh ginger in it, but that's it. Right. Just lemon, soy, garlic. Well, i got to also think about all these things. See, I'm doing a bit of fusion here, so i got to think about the sauces and the compatibility of all these things. Right. So the sauces for the chicken are... Um, mango salsa, mm-hmm. and now this is the one that you know. One of these things is not like the other. Yeah, I fa- is uh, saffron aioli. And then you know what? I would not put the soy marinade on the chicken. I think it's too. It's not very complimentary if you're doing mango salsa and the aioli. I don't know. I've done it. I've done that really? before. It does. It sort of works. I mean, not does, too soy soy. You right. know, just to, it's not. not yeah, like I would tone down. I would soy. tone down the soy a little bit, in as much as you have the tuna with the really Asian. Maybe I'll. You know what? Maybe you're making me second guess myself. I think I'm going to do a separate marinade for the chicken. I mean, you it's know, easy. What's just, the big deal? Yeah, yeah. Just neutralize it a little bit. Neutralize so exactly with everything. Yeah, because mango chutney, pretty flavorful. The aioli, super flavorful. Flavorful. You don't want that soy. I don't. I mean, Plus I'm kind of cringing. I'm cringing about the idea of the aioli getting near the mango salsa. The, I'm not sure what to do about that. No. I don't no. really mind the aioli getting near the, no, the soy. No, because it's a choice. The, no, I, I it's a choice. Yeah, right. I think that would I be would good. say to them, I would choose one or the other. Right. Yeah, it's With not something you could, could do together. You could do together. Right. But the chicken, I would say, choose one or the other because exactly. they don't work together. Exactly. Um, All right, go back to the sushi. I want to hear about the... <laughs> I want to finish my menu. <laughs> finish your menu. Quinoa pilaf. Nice. Roasted baby potatoes, sautéed green beans and red pepper, hors d'oeuvres... Uh, foie gras. Nice. Thank God in My heaven. Favorite. Somebody had the balls to order it. <laughs> I love it. You can still get that? Of course you can still get it. You still buy it. foie gras? I thought there was yes. like a, maybe it's a state ban or? I bought get... it. I bought it prepared from D'Artagnan, I have to say, because I found out that I could have gotten it, but I needed 10 days notice yeah. and I missed it. So I bought yeah. the, the, it'll be fine. D'Artagnan, D'Artagnan is a good, everything. they have yeah. good products. So. Yeah. And I made them on, um, I made these little square brioche toasts, mm-hmm. which are just so delicate. I forgot there, there really is a difference yeah, when bri- you use the absolutely. brioche bread. Um, and I'm going to do a, I wanted to ask your advice on this. Mm-hmm. I, d- I made a fig and pomegranate 
reduction. Yum. Like puree. Love it. So, and it's very simple. It's just Did you part- strain it? Get all the seeds out? I did not. And you know why? Well, I still can do it. But when I, I tasted it, you and I kind of thought I'd kind of like the, I like how it looks with the you seeds. Like the grainy. I like the the crunch of the seeds. I think it might be nice. Do you think okay. I'm wrong? I I think I would strain half of it. I wouldn't have as many seeds. You know, sometimes that's it's an a idea. Little, yeah, I would that's strain half. And I'm just going to do a little um, chop chive nice. garnish on top. But you're right. Maybe that a sounds, little less seeds. It's a, that sounds good. And we have. You know, um, that's why I think a lot of people don't like grainy mustard. They don't. You know, the, just the texture of the grain. I love the, is, the texture of the grain. Yeah, I like grainy mustard. I do as well, but I don't think the majority of people do. Just right. in my experience in putting out displays Rough where mustard. you have a Dijon and a grainy, it seems like nobody goes, not nobody, but, you know, a small percentage yeah, of the population go will for go. The, they go for the, the, the Dijon or yeah, the honey Yeah, I think Dijon. texture is a big, big thing. I would strain half of it. All right. I did, um, I'm doing goat cheese tartlets. With a blueberry coulis. Nice. And a fresh thyme garnish. I'm doing, um, I didn't suggest this, <laughs> Swedish meatballs. Swedish meatballs are yummy if they're done they well. They're really right. Good. I yeah. mean, how do you make them good? I, I, sour, cream. Sour cream. <laughs> Is that how cream, I make them good? Heavy cream, beef stock, sauteed onions and garlic, heavy cream, Mushrooms. beef stock. Um, I didn't use any mushrooms. Oh, I always put mushrooms. Do you? Yeah, I almost do it like a stroganoff. And then instead of, like, there's some recipes that actually call for jelly. Yeah, I know those recipes. That's and I like put, so 1970s, like I my put mother jar- in a chafing dish. She would put, yeah, no, it's I don't know, if it's grape jelly grape and jelly. something else. Yes. But I did, instead of that, I did a, just a jar of some Thai chili sauce. Yeah, that sounds good. And what else? What else? Then we have... Um, Swedish meatballs, the, oh, um, baby lamb chops, mm-hmm. rack of lamb. Can't beat a good baby lamb chop. a balsamic drizzle. Yum. Sounds and like a nice menu. Crab Sounds cakes. fantastic. Crab, Sounds really crab good. Cakes with when, when are we having dinner again? I know. When are you bringing us it's, all the... Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I realized is that um, I can't do this anymore. You're tired. It's I'm a, it's, freaking. Yeah, I know. It is. It gets. It gets it's one thing when it gets you have exhausting. A, a catering like your catering business. You, you yeah, can knock Mario out a party like I, this. Yeah, but like, Mario and I like personally have you know kind of burned out on doing things. That's when it's nice when you have a staff. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a staff. Yeah. I do everything from all the dishes to the shopping to the mm-hmm. loading up the car. I mean, there's yeah, three exhausting. people meeting me on site. I can't do the whole party on, on site, but oh my God, it's a lonely existence. Yeah, it's it's hard so, work. People think it's so glamorous. Oh yes, isn't <laughs> it? Um, so I start my new, and so in theory, I won't ever have to do it again because I start a new job next Yay. week. Yay. I know. We're very excited for you. And the company Can't is wait called to hear. Um, Grateful Bites. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a wonderful company. Not-for-profit. Not well, no, they, they are for-profit, but they donate a good portion of their profits to an organization called Ability to Work, which is oh. um, they, they give support, training to kids with disabilities. And it goes beyond, it's not just like a housing situation, I mean, they and not just jobs, it's, it's everything. Right. So it's trying to improve... The quality, giving them options so that they don't all just have to go to a group home, mm-hmm. you know, where it can be kind of shiitake at times. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. they're trying to really improve and enrich their lives in ways that Beautiful. is really not mainstream right now. So that part of it makes me really excited. Yeah. You know, like it's kind of... Don't they work... Some of them work there too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of the kids yeah. work there. And you have to have... I've been told, you know, that there's... It's not like everybody is has disabilities, but some no, but do. And, and you, you have need to have, to have a lot some of patience. patience. Yeah. And Absolutely. I think I do. And I, mm-hmm. I, would, I think I would work really well with that group. Right. Good. Because, you know, with them, you turn into a mommy. You, you, yeah. you want to, like, yeah. make them thrive. They make a lot of baked goods, but they also have food, I think. Uh, they, they have good food. Sandwiches. They have really good soups. Soups. They and have... my friend, uh, Freddie, is a chef, and he's uh-huh. awesome. So I get to work with a chef right. that I actually worked with 25 years ago for five years. Mm-hmm. And so we're friends. That's so awesome. cool. that part is super cool. So anyway, are we on to... It used to be called Baker's Treat. Used to be yes, called Baker's exactly. Treat. And they, they used to have uh, an outlet right down here in Lambertville. But now we don't have a they, bakery here anymore. They're planning on expanding, too. So I wouldn't I be surprised if you see... You're going to probably see this organization in Lambertville is there eventually. No, is there no bakery they, they in Lambertville? Church Street. No, Baker's Treat used to be on Church Street, and then they closed. There's no other bakery in Lambertville? No. Well, but but the Bucks County, you get baked goods there, right? You can get bread at the uh, DiNapoli's around the corner, the Italian deli. You can go in there, and and if they have extra bread, you can actually buy a a loaf of bread. And the the roast and the roasting they import their bread from somewhere, huh? The roasting place they have roasting place Rojo Roasters. They have baked goods and whatnot. Not really. You can't go in there and buy a loaf of bread. No, I'm not thinking bread. I'm thinking sweets and baked goods and. Speaking Rolls. of bread, we don't have the place for that. Huh. Speaking of bread, I'm picking up bread at uh, Bobolink yeah. uh, Farms. Nice, and uh, to me, they just have the best bread. Their bread is yummy. It's very. It, they tend to be a little dense, mm-hmm. which some of them are dense. Mm-hmm. But I'm picking up today um, olive and roasted garlic ciabattas and duck fat. Oh my god! And onion ciabattas, <laughs> <That sounds> delicious. <laughs> And the that eppies, which are like, you know what the eppies are, yeah. where you break off the yeah. little balls? Oh, yeah, I like those. And yeah. homemade butter. But awesome. do, let's switch over to um, Sushi Bazooka. Uh, yeah, I want to hear this, please. You didn't see it on Facebook? I didn't. I'm not on Facebook. I'm on Facebook to post things, and then I quickly get off. I rarely see anybody else's stuff. You don't actually style. read really? You're well, one of those. I'm a sh- I, well, I'm sharing, but I'm not really into everybody else's so stuff. You don't as really much. give a shiitake about anybody else. That's not true. <laughs> I don't have the time to do that usually. I so know. I know. I barely I put do. my stuff on there. Oh, you can get lost on there and retreat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to have take, time you, to yeah. to look. Yeah, and you can waste a lot of time. Although it's very interesting to me how many people get all of their information. I, I hear at least a few times a day. Did you see on Facebook? Did you hear on Facebook? You just said it. Didn't you see that on Facebook? <laughs> Didn't you see it on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> so tell me what sushi bazooka is. Okay, so it's this contraption mm. where it almost looks like an encased and enclosed caulk gun. Okay, oh, it's how you plastic. make it? Sure. Okay. And then you open up the halves. Oh yeah, so I've the, seen those. the round tube. I didn't. And it's about three inches in diameter, so it's like. I always kind of wondered how do they make those larger sushi rolls if you're not rolling it, you know, with the the mat. Right. The, the well, I think they are traditionally they are rolling it with the mat because that's how. But how they get like, done? Big like that with you only do it one. Big. You do it big. You, you roll it big, big and you roll it big. Yeah. So the this sticky. Thing, if you make your sticky rice perfect, you know you could encase anything, a meatball in it. You can put anything in there, no matter the diameter. Right, so you just make it. Well, this makes it. Um, 
yeah. would think that it would be a bit challenging, though, to get that log of sushi just so, unless you're a really talented sushi dude. Well, no, you or lay it out the, the appropriate width, depth on the, your pad, rack, bamboo, whatever you want to call it, mat. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. And you put out your, you know, your interior, and you just roll it up. It's like a jelly roll. Okay, well, the sushi bazooka. So this thing is very cool. I've seen it. You, like, put the rice down in it. Pack the rice in on either half, you know, so that it's like a tube that opens up into two halves. And you pack it all in, and then you close the tube, and then you can tighten it. Right, so so it's got a little pressure. And then you you push it out like a a caulk gun, and like a log. It's kind of gross. Like a cookie press. Yeah. Yeah. You want one? You don't we can want- experiment <laughs> with it? All right. When we come back, what were you going to talk about? The gu- uh, um, Guatemalan? My guys. Yeah, I had an interesting conversation with we one of our guys. So we, right. have, we have to go, but... We'll so be back. What's the recipe? Uh, chicken tamales. Chicken tamales. When we come back on Food for Thought. <laughs> If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. If you're making the minimum payments, but your balance is just not going down, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it will take years to get out of debt, call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 5 million people with credit card debt. They can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. If you're struggling with credit card debt, the first step is yours. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-786-4720. 800-786-4720. That's 800-786-4720. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services or by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM19, Oregon DM80031. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission. License number DC32. If you've got joint pain, let me ask you a question. Would you like a high-quality knee, back, shoulder, or ankle brace at little or no cost? Now, just in case your reception isn't great, let me ask you again. Would you like a pain-relieving knee, back, shoulder, or ankle brace at little or no cost? Well, if you have Medicare insurance, you could qualify for these pain-relieving braces at little or no cost. And these are high-quality braces. They are very comfortable, and they've helped thousands relieve their pain. Now, I'd like you to imagine going on vacation, playing with your grandkids, just living your life again without pain. The Mobility Hotline is a referral service that connects folks with Medicare coverage and other insurance to accredited companies offering pain-relieving braces at little or no cost. And don't you worry about the Medicare paperwork. They'll handle it all for you, and they'll deliver Deliver your braces for free. Call the Mobility Hotline now. The call's free. 1-800-551-9839. And welcome back to Food for Thought. I'm Cookie Anderson. And I'm Laura Mangone. Rob Bell over here. And no Johnny Boy today. We He's miss cooking him. up something. He's cooking somewhere, something. He's cooking up something. You miss him? I'm pissed at him. I know, but you're his sister, so Ugh. you're allowed to be pissed at him. Pisses me off. What's he doing? I don't. Is he mad no. at me? Like, what What did I do? Okay, you're being paranoid. Okay. He's just enjoying this He's beautiful busy. weather, maybe. No, yeah. He's busy. He's busy. He's got a business. He's busy. All right. So All right. Chicken. So I was telling um, you guys about, uh, you know, we have quite a few 
Guatemalan employees, lovely people that work with us. And um, I talk to them a lot about, you know, their home and what they miss and recipes that they miss. Or, you know, it, it's hard to think. I certainly think about it when I'm talking about my grandparents or great-grandparents because they were immigrants. But you think about, you know, leaving your homeland and going somewhere else. Do they realize how lucky they are to have you and Mario as their boss? Um, I think they are. I think they do. I mean, we're we're um, yeah, and, and I mean, you're and good, we you're appreciate how lucky you, we are that we have them. and you, the the respect that you have for these guys. I mean, they they run. They basically are they're, the, the they're the backbone, backbone of the business, absolutely. And not only that, but they um, yeah, we you all, respect them and their families and their yeah. and their. Their yeah, struggles and you know not only I would hope that owners. would be with anyone though. It's not yeah. though. You don't it's think? Not. No. no, no. I I think it's missing from right. a lot of restaurant world people. But anyway, so I guess this conversation came up because yesterday was take your children to work day. So um, so did like thirty five kids show up? <laughs> actually, only six. Um, but ob- obviously, everyone's working. So I had some time to sort of you know take over the group. And I first, you know, went over some stuff about the restaurant because the point of Take Your Children to Work Day is to give your children some appreciation for what you do, a business, you know, introduce them to a business they might not know this. something. I was, totally them. Them. I was totally into it. Um, I am totally a frustrated kindergarten teacher because I'm just, I, I love it. I just love being around kids. It's so much fun. So I, you know, gave them the spiel. I gave them the tour. I took them around the restaurant and explained, you know, what we do, how we do it, why daddy's do, or, you know, what dad's doing over there. Oh, here comes a delivery of produce. Now you see those carrots and onions and mushrooms. Dad is going to turn that into, you know, and I gave them. How old were the kids? Uh, there were three nine-year-old girls, <laughs> a six-year-old girl, um, a nine-year-old boy and a twelve-year-old boy. Cute. So okay. it was it was really fun. The, I, at first, I was a little concerned because the I didn't know if the boy the bo- girls were all in. They they are all coming. They are all we've done this you know in years past. And the boys are kind of you know one of them's getting a little bit older. So I didn't know if he wanted to come. And his mom was like, Yeah, you know, I'll run it by him. I'm like, Well, you. This is Kristen, our catering director, has the older son, and Miner, our executive catering chef, has the other son. I'm like, well, you guys better coordinate, because if there's just one boy here, he's going to be pissed. If he's with five, four girls, he's not going to be happy. When my son was nine, Mm -hmm. he said... Hey, mom, you know, tomorrow's br- bring your kid to work day. And I was like, really? And he was like, so can I have a note? Because like nobody's going to be there. Uh, he, did, he just oh, didn't, didn't want to go to school. Go. He didn't uh, want to come with me to work. Smart, no, the kids. Smart kid. So we had, we had a great day. It was really fun. I had a lot of stuff planned out for them. Just, to, I mean, to be honest with you, I learned about this like the day before, so I just had a little bit of time to like get. I saw my... pictures of macaroni necklaces. Uh, yeah, we first we <laughs> baked cookies. I had them help me make dough, although I had a batch made already because I wanted to be chilling so they could roll it easier. I had like sixteen different types of candies that they could put on top of their cut cook cu- um, cookies. I have a tube that I bought. I, ha- I I swear I bought this thing like 30 years ago. It's a giant tube of cookie cutters, and there's like a thousand cookie cutters in it. So I had them all over the table, and at one point they're like separating them into sports and holiday themes and shapes and numbers, and it was fun. So we baked cookies, and they decorated the hell out of them. 
there's, you know, more Skittles on some of the cookies than cookie in the cookie. Um, we did that and then, you know, gave him a little lesson about the oven and how to be cautious in the kitchen. You know, the whole time we're spending the whole day, I'm giving them little pointers on, did you know you could do this? And did you know you could do that? And then as our cookies were cooling, we went out to the dining room and sat around a big table and I had like eight different types of macaroni with tubes, you know, with holes, so different types of pasta and loads of ribbon. And we made necklaces for their moms for Mother's Day. And I made, oh. I made little hearts that I made into like beads with mom on it. So oh they made God. necklaces. That was you're really like, fun. You're like was, a perfect person. That was it was, cute. It was, it, <laughs> I saw you the have, pictures it, of that. Yeah, I have a picture, ton of pictures on Facebook. Meanwhile, all of their parents are like running around taking pictures. I'm like, dudes, you're supposed to be working right now. Like, who's on the line in the middle of the I wish of I could service? be more like Laura. <laughs> okay. In I gotta be life. more like Laura. I, I would be like, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun. What's you stop it was that. Fun. So then, with the leftover macaroni, and yes, I know all you very health conscious people out there, our hands were in the macaroni that was in the big bowls on the table, and we made necklaces with them. But they washed their hands multiple times during the day, so it was all good. So some of the leftover the macaroni, I made macaroni and cheese for them for lunch. <laughs> so I taught them how to make a roux. I, you know, explained what a roux is, any kind of sauce. I was asking them what types of foods they like, and maybe there's a roux or some sort of thickener in the things that they like. Um, showed them how to make a bechamel. Showed them how to, you know, they all helped me grate cheese a little bit. We made mac and cheese. And it was a beautiful day, so we sat outside and nice. had mac and cheese and... Uh, I did have some orange slices to get some sort of vitamin content in there. And then we played a rousing game of Uno, which was lots of fun. And, it, you know, we, we had a really good day together. And I guess the beginning of this conversation was I was going to talk about, you know, Miner, who is our executive catering chef. Um, I talked to him a lot about his um, family and his life in Guatemala. He has a lot of siblings. He goes back often. His parents and grandparents come here. So um, he lives in the southern part of Guatemala, which is different from the area where I go on that mission trip in July. But he was telling me the one thing that he really, really misses is his grandmother's chicken tamales. And I told him how you know, I think of tamales and the way that she makes these tamales or made these tamales was so contrary to anything I had ever heard about tamales. I thought it was really interesting. So I thought I'd share it. So she marinates chicken. It's bone in chicken, raw bone in chicken that's cut sort of into small pieces, but even like a drumstick would be cut in half. Keep the bone. Bone in. Okay. Marinated in a whole bunch of herbs, including thyme, Achiote, which is, as you know, anato seeds that are ground, mm-hmm. um, poblano peppers, pimentos, sesame seeds, and then a tomato sauce and a tomato paste. So it's sort of a tomatoey, herby marinade mm. that she does this and she lets that marinate for a day. Then she makes, as you would with normal tamales, you have banana leaf and you make uh, polenta with cornmeal and just, you know, cornmeal, salt, water. So you make a paste and then you spread it. On I thought to tamales was the corn husks. It's not? Uh, tamale is the cornmeal 
wrapped whatever inside the corn husk. That's right. how you cook it. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So she makes the tamale, you know, she makes the cornmeal part of it, lays that out on the banana leaf, and then takes the raw marinated chicken with the bone in, which I thought was... So there's a cornmeal layer on top of the banana leaf. Yep. There's just, just like we were just talking about the rice with the sushi. Right. That okay. on a mat, this on a... And then the raw chicken goes on raw top. Raw chicken that's been marinated with these herbs and a little bit of tomato and tomato paste goes on and she wraps them up and ties them just like you normally would a tamale and then she stacks them in a giant pot and now you can imagine you know when you have a tamale that has boneless chicken or pork or you know carne asada or whatever you have in it they're kind of small they're like you know quesadilla size or a what size is that? You know what I mean. Like the small diameter. Yeah. So these, because they have the bones in them, are, are massive. Yeah. So she wraps, wraps them all up, lines them all into a giant pot, covers it with water, and cooks it. For she, she, He said she cooks it for hours and hours and hours. It's submerged just, it's in Submerged water? in water for hours. Isn't that interesting? I think yeah. it's totally interesting. But then I, when you go to eat it, it's when not you like go to eat it. Well, you unwrap it because usually you can just like flip it out of the banana leaf, so you have it on your plate. And he said, you know, you eat as you're eating it. You know, you you'll get a bone. It's not like super bony, but you know, picture a a yeah. thigh bone with two chunks of meat on it. Right. Um, and he says, you know, that's the best part of it because that's where all the flavor is, right? Well, the best, fl- yeah, the flavor bone is in, on the bone. Bone yeah. in is where it's at. Yeah. I mean, not so doesn't that sound that. delicious? It uh, does, but unfortunately, a lot of people don't get that. The well, I'm going to make it with him because I really want to eat it because <laughs> it sounds delicious <laughs> to me. And it, I think it's just the most interesting preparation interesting. of tamales. I've, I, I mean, I get tamales everywhere. I love them. Um, I never even out in Iowa, I go visit my friend Rachel. There's a woman, there's this, you know, Mexican woman just on the side of the road. She makes the most delicious tamales. Speaking of Mexican, mm-hmm. I have a quick restaurant story, and I want you to tell me what you would do, have okay. done. Okay, so I went to the Mexican restaurant a couple of nights ago, mm-hmm. and we had they were, they were jalapeno poppers, but they weren't like... I hate Poppers. those things. They weren't. They were like sliced jalapenos that were like battered and deep fried, and then it's like dipping Americanized. Sauce. It is that's Americanized. A, that's an American thing. I wasn't thing. impressed with it, but they were good. I mean, mm-hmm. they were yummy, but they weren't didn't didn't feel authentic. Right. And then we had the chicken um, nachos, and I don't know why no one no one in the uh, an hour radius knows how to make nachos. It's kind of bland, good, chicken good nachos. Well, they're delicious. I just Typically, wish people would know how to layer them. Flatten it. One flat, layer. One flat, flat layer of chips. Don't you put the mountain of chips and then and nothing all gets the anything on, on the top it. and then the, yeah. nothing's on the inside. Maybe like I'm thinking of a quesadilla, which it. is the one that's like the flour. Uh, You're thinking of a quesadilla. Yeah, quesadillas no, are very nachos, bland. No, nachos, you know, tortilla well, not chips. not if you make it with a chipotle chicken inside of it or something. I always add. Yeah, I, I always every it. time I have one of those, it's really bland. Oh well, I'll bring you some because I, I make I make really need... good ones. I do. Yeah. I make really good ones. Well, with, I love <laughs> to make them with leftover chicken. Yes, because like, it's chicken pulled. Carcass, and yeah. then I saute some onions and add um, a little olive oil mm-hmm. and 
cumin and coriander and, and chili powder. Mm-hmm. And then you take that mixture and you sprinkle it over the cheese. And then it adds a lot of right. flavor. They had Garlic tamales too. in Cuba, but they didn't have quesadillas. I think that's probably an American thing. Uh, or well, Mexican. It's, a me- it's Mexican. It's so Mexican. Anyways, yeah, but they so did we have were, tamales in Cuba. So we're finishing mm. up our, our appetizers mm-hmm. and Jeff all of a sudden pulls something from his mouth. Oh, God. Don't be disgusting. Is it gross? <laughs> And it was a hair. Oh, God. He lost me. Okay, stop talking. <laughs> so It happens. It happens. You know, uh, he was like, he was like, oh, nice. You know, we're all looking. We're all, and I, and oh, I said, well, I'm going to say something. And Jeff's like, no, 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 don't stop. I said, no, I'm not going to be an asshole about it, but I'm going to say something because I used to own a restaurant. And as, as humiliating you wanna know. that would be to me, be really hard yes. for, to hear, yeah. but I would want to know. You want to know if your employees need to put a hairnet on. Stop that from ever (laughs) happening again. So, time out. Is this, what was it in? Was it something that was like a prefab item? Or was this something that was made? It was made. In-house. What color was the hair? Oh, you know what, Rob? Don't be gross. (laughs) It was black. Just was it blonde hair or black hair? Would that make a difference? Would that make any difference at all? Yes, you can figure out whose hair it is. Oh, Lord. You know, for all I know, I mean, you Sally know. and I, we both have dark hair. We're sitting at that table. Is it possible that it was one of our hairs? It yeah, is quite it, possible. It's possible. And the chef Absolutely. is blonde? You know, no, it's come... a Mexican restaurant. What do you think? Uh, How is... many blonde Mexicans <laughs> no, do you know? You know, there's, stuff happens, and food is made by human hands, and yes, things happen. So I just said but to the if... kid, the waiter, I said, and I said, I'm going to preface this, I, I am not upset. Mm-hmm. Because because I used to own a Stuff restaurant. Happens. I have to show you this because this could happen to somebody else, and they will never come back, and right. so they're going to tell all their friends. Right. So gl- luckily, it happened to me, mm-hmm. and I just well, wanted, who knows? Maybe know, it happened every table. I just want to show your boss. So you know, and then my my kid, you know, Sally's like cringing, you know, because right. my mother is just so, she's such a pain in the butt, you Mom's know. Right. Making a she, scene. So why does she have to? You know, I'm not making a scene. No. I'm being no, nice, very about nice about it. So. But don't you think, and that, not that I, I wasn't even thinking this, mm-hmm. but don't you think you would, wouldn't you take like an appetizer off the bill or I something? Wouldn't, you would not be charged. Absolutely. Of course. Would of course. not charge you for that wouldn't item. Wouldn't charge you for that Whatever item. Whatever the hair was in, they don't charge you for I would have comped, I would have comped all the apps. <laughs> we have to stop saying that. It's cursing <laughs> me out. And, and honestly, that yeah. didn't even cross my mind when I was t- showing him. But then when we were leaving and you didn't, Jeff had paid the bill and I was like, that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. Like, right. that, or, not that I would or expect a complimentary that. drink or something, or something, yeah. Yeah. Or, or or salsa and chips, right? Just like something, just sure. take it off. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But I, you know, and then I made sure that I turned around and I said goodbye. I saw the owner. Bye. What did he? he what be, was his response? It, there was no response. So, no. Well, you told the waiter, but did, did you speak to someone else or just the, told the waiter? I thought I you wanted to the, mention to the manager. I told the, him to bring it back and show. Oh, to owner. show. I thought you were going to show him. No. Oh, okay. So I, I don't know. I mean, he was. Uh, he smiled as we left, and we waved, "Thank you." Do you but, think the waiter told him? I think he did, but I, maybe he just was convinced that it was one of us, and he was not going to take responsibility. I know, for but it. they should have come over. You could have planted the If the waiter hair. had said something, if a waiter were to, were to have said something to me about something, I would have gone over to, and I think you would have too, you would have gone over to the table and said something, right? 
The restaurant yeah, owner yeah. has to assume that it was his fault that you're not yeah. planting a hair. Of this course. Is, and this is a guy who he had just opened a few weeks ago. We I think the in. waiter didn't tell him or he would have come over. No, I think this guy's kind of a jerk because Uh-oh. I came in. Now, mind you, that it was busy, but it was yeah. <laughs> it was busy. But the crowd was starting to thin out a little bit, and I was just mm-hmm. so thrilled that it was good. It wasn't the best Mexican I've right. ever had, but it was good. Mm-hmm. And I came into the kitchen and I said, "Thank you very much. That was that was awesome, and we're so glad you're here." Right. And he just looked at me. Oh boy! All right, so we got to go to break. When we come back, some more food and recipes on food for thought. Have you ever been turned down, rejected, or downright denied because of bad credit? Don't let your dreams disappear. We here at National Credit Advisor can help you qualify for that new car you've been dreaming about or that new home you know you deserve. Never again be rejected because of bad credit. Just call us here at National Credit Advisor today and see how much we can help boost your credit score. We've helped thousands repair their credit so they could finally start qualifying for the purchases they've been dreaming about. Stop being held back from getting the things you want. We help rebuild your credit score so you can qualify for the home, car, or credit card you deserve. No matter how bad your credit is, just call 1-800-735-0497 today to see how much we can help your credit score. No one is turned away. Call now, 1-800-735-0497. That's 1-800-735-0497. Again, 1-800-735-0497. What if your mattress not only helped you sleep better at night, it also helped you heal better? Chiromatic of Princeton's mattresses are clinically proven to reduce back pain and stiffness and improve overall sleep quality. Now in our 40th year, our patented sports mattress line specifically targets muscle recovery as you sleep. Chiromatic of Princeton prides itself on great customer service, too. We show our mattresses by appointment only. Contact us at 908-200-5549 for your personal tour at our Princeton Junction, New Jersey showroom. Use the coupon code RADIO and get $100 off at checkout. We always include free shipping and our 100-night better sleep money-back guarantee with every purchase. Chiromatic of Princeton Sleep Systems, doctor recommended, patient approved. The chiropractor's choice for a perfect night's sleep. So call us today at 908-200-5549 and use the coupon code RADIO. That's 908 908- 200-5549 and use the coupon code RADIO for $100 off now. Well, welcome back to Food for Thought. <coughs> I'm, I'm laughing too hard. I just, I'm laughing at Robbie. I told the chefs during the break that I made chicken butts. <laughs> and we can we need an explanation. Last this night. needs this needs How more. did you make your chicken butts? Well, first of all, I went to the Amish market. First of all, what do you mean by chicken butts? Do you mean pope's noses? Do you mean pope's, pope's noses? noses? Or as my father would say, the part that goes over the fence last? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly so, how it was referred to. So I went to, to the Amish market and they had the chicken section and he chops up the chicken into like you can buy backs, I guess if you're going to make soup. Sure. They actually oh, yeah. sell chicken backs. Of course. Yeah. But in the supermarket they don't cut it like that. You can't do... good make a good chicken soup without a back. So they have this <laughs> this little pile of, you know, 
of little fleshy knobs. And I said to the guy, what's that? And he said, and he kind of looked sheepishly, and he said, chicken butts. Those are <laughs> chicken, chicken butts. butts. <laughs> okay. Is, is Amish dude did that? Yeah, too? Amish did. He called them chicken butts. Chicken butts. And he said, $1.49 a pound. Did I have a conversation with you guys about, I said, give me all a of ripoff, $1.49 a pound, yeah. how about free? I, guess, I said, give him all of them. I bought all of them for, it cost me like $2.25 for like 10 of them. Did I have a conversation with you guys about... They were good. I grilled them up. We had a Chicken whole segment about, about Pope's noses. No, but about doing a restaurant where that's all you serve? Well, that, we were going to have or a yeah. food that's truck called. or we something. Gonna, yeah. I thought we it was a great call, idea. We were going to call the restaurant the Pope's Nose. Oh, that's right. And okay. then one of the appetizers was going to be deep-fried Pope's Noses okay. with yeah. assorted dipping sauce. I just couldn't remember yeah. if this, Absolutely. we spoke about this. So tell us what you did with your Pope's that's right. Noses. So I was inspired by that conversation uh, you know, on the show, and so I, so I got a bunch of... of uh, chicken butts, and I, you know, I salt and peppered oiled them up, and I put some sauce on them. And were I, your friends laughing at you? Like, what? Who does this? Well, last <laughs> last night, you know, my roommate Mark and and uh, his uh, lady friend were, you know, you know, we all ate the chicken butts. Your roommate? Yeah, I have a roommate. How, Mark ha- lives at your ha- house. Mm-hmm. How many did you? How many were in there? A dozen. I made like two a, dozen. I bought all of them, and there was probably about at least ten. Uh-huh. So we have three left. I should have brought them. And in. you said you put sauce on them. What type of sauce? Um, I put a teriyaki uh, with some hot sauce and on you did it. And I let, the... it, I let them sit in that for a while, and then I grilled them on my grill. I broke the grill out because it was Did you get them nice and char, char, char? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, taste, they taste good. They're very fatty. It's very fatty, rich. Yeah, it's, it's all fat. It's a very rich piece. It's all fat. Well, it's got a super fat piece, and then it's got kind of a meaty, you know, towards the But if you, you kind of cook them, the with, not on high, but like more medium heat, then a lot of that fat will just render away. And that's and one of the right. good things. You, you can't really overcook it because it just melts. Right, you know, the, right. the fat starts to melt. I still, I still want to hold on to that. It was good. I, I think I'm gonna Pope's nose plan. Yeah. Plan B. <laughs> plan Plan B is the Pope's nose. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds much. like it sounds like a pretty much. <laughs> okay, so uh, I think I'm finally going to take a yoga class. Oh my gosh! Tell me about this. Well, this your, is your your brother John is into the hot yoga big time. I am not. He did like a hundred and six. In 100 days, he did 106 hot yoga yeah, classes. He broke right. some kind of record yeah, for he a did. boy. He did a, well, you know why I don't want to do hot yoga? For a boy? Yeah, there were a couple of girls. You mean for, for a, a boy? Man? For the 40-year-old boy? For yeah, the man? <laughs> for a couple of females had done it, but he was the first guy who ever Yeah, he's totally into it. I want to hear about your beer yoga. Well, first <laughs> of all, the reason I don't do hot do- yoga is because I don't want to die. Because have you ever done it? I have done it. No. No, I can't handle it's that. Like it's like 120 plus degrees the in there. I once almost passed out. The whole class yeah. had to stop and like everybody was standing over me, I'm you know, not- with, with like juice drink and holding my head up. You know, it's, that's not how I want to spend my time. Yoga is too quiet. And your heart rate, oh my God. I mean, just from the heat alone. Your heart rate's way up there. It's scary. It's scary. And my I daughter them, does it all the time, but she's still in her twenty, you know, late. 20s. I would do it if I were still in my twenties, but yeah. I'm a, I'm afraid. I would not. As an older person, but I see on, and I think this was it was another thing I saw on Facebook, and it was I believe it was in Japan, but it's called beer yoga, okay. and so they're doing all of these different yoga poses, and they're holding a bottles s- of beer while they do it, and like so they'll be in like oh here I'll demonstrate. You'll be in like... Okay, let me give you a blow-by-blow. Blow. She's doing the pencil pose. <laughs> she's got one foot like broken at the knee. And on then her, like this. And then she's and leaning, then and now she's beer, drinking, and the, acting like she's drinking Should beer. we take a picture of that? Yeah, we'll take a picture of that for <laughs> no, later. No, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, 
I could do that. That is so much bullshit The whole class, <laughs> Laura, there were like 25 people in this class and they're all doing it. It's a oh, thing. Okay. And now w- I'm going to. Was this on ma- April 1st? Here. And no, I'm, it's a thing. I'm going to make up a Sabret hot dog Pilates. How about that? Every time you scoop <laughs> right. on the reformer, you take a bite of a only, hot dog. Only beef. <laughs> so then there's all these girls, no like, pork. you know, it was translated. They're like talking in Japanese about <laughs> it helps. Um, Get rid of their inhibitions. Oh, yeah, so the, the beer drinking. It makes part. them braver, you know, to try to to try to do poses. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then, then and they're not as self conscious because they sometimes feel self conscious if they're in a class and you know there's different abilities and maybe you you don't have the best balance or maybe this person's been doing yoga for for years and you haven't and somehow the beer just kind of helps and i agree i'm thinking gurus all over the world are cringing right now thinking of that <laughs> i i think it's going to catch on okay triumph brewery should do it should have a beer yoga and then, is there someone standing by to refill your glass <laughs> I don't know. Or do you have to break formation? I don't know. There's like a little person running around replenishing. Yeah, just topping you off, then walking around topping off your beer. Or maybe, and I'm sure there should be some sort of limitation. Like you shouldn't be allowed to drink a six pack during the class. (laughs) Please exercise responsibly. You can't. You know, there's got to be a two beer max, two beer maximum. But how great though, too. I mean, even especially even hot yoga. I mean. Because oh boy, that's the other thing, you would be sweating out the alcohol because it's been it's a, a known fact. If you go out, if you've been drinking, and you go and you do some heavy duty dancing, you know that you process that alcohol a lot quicker yeah. because you're sort of sweating it out, mm-hmm. and that's why you can sort of dance yourself sober. All of a sudden, you're dancing for a while, and you're like, "Wait, <laughs> I need another drink. It's <laughs> my drink." But so I would oh think the gosh, same thing happens with the yoga. You probably are able to process the the alcohol. I think it sounds hokey, personally. All right. But I'm, I'm not a yoga Whatever gets you yoga's, into the gym, you know? Yoga's too quiet for me. I need something more. And um, yet it's supposed to be great exercise, yoga. Yeah. No, I'm sure. The flexibility that yeah. you gain from it, absolutely. It's beautiful, but it's too quiet for me. I need something more. I don't know. Gotcha. Okay. Um, more aggressive. We got the Shad Festival this weekend. Oh. Uh. I, I know, still it's a national this show, day. but... Uh, All you Shad lovers. Lambertville, New Hope, this weekend, this Saturday and Sunday. There will be, like, so many boats on the river that you could literally walk Almost across, walk across the river from boat to boat to Bands boat. performing all over town. And most local people's... <laughs> most local people don't come because it's too many people. Local people don't like it because it crowds up everything yes, up. Tourists, but city. they're going to have like food vendors galore. You know, all, all these years I've vendors. still never had shad or shad row. They do sell shad really? and shad row at, shad at the vendors. Shad's good. Shad beer gardens, nice like at least two I know of. Mm-hmm. One down on the on the waterfront, another one up on Union Street. Bands. It's a lot of fun. Back in the day, we did our little jazzer side. Uh, what, what did we call we it? We did a we, flash mob. Our fla- Zumba flash mob. So we had one year we did. Um, we oh, the did, fishy. Uh, fishies by the Cat Empire. Yes. And the Australian Cat Empire group, right? is an Australian band who um, we actually got permission from. I reached out to it, them on Facebook and fun. their manager said, no problem. You know, they, we totally. didn't have to pay for the music rights or anything. That song totally reminds me of like Brian Setzer, like, right? That like swingy. Yeah, that was fun type yeah. of thing. And then the next year we did um, It's Raining Men. Uh-huh. That was fun. Were you at that one? I was. And 
at that point, it actually, I probably, I, the reason why I decided to do that song because it was sort of Raining Men at the time. I still remember all the choreography, I'm sure. <laughs> I just did it, I just did it last night really? in Zumba class, yeah. Uh, it's Raining Men? It's mm-hmm. Raining Men. Because at the time, it was a, a online dating. I mm-hmm. think I was, I was like new kid on the block, you know, like when you're online dating and you're the new kid and you like get a lot of attention. <laughs> I, alas, have no experience with online dating. I've been married for 35 years. What if you broke up with me for the second or third time? (laughs) Back in the market. That's right. For those of you who don't know, Rob is my ex-beau. X-X. Double X. How many years ago, though, guys? It's like 20-something years, right? No, we broke up for the last time about three and a half, four years ago. Oh, that's all? Yeah. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, so I don't know the. But you know what? <laughs> Time heals, and you guys are right? good friends, which Absolutely. is cool. A lot of ex and spouses can't, or you know, you know when you when you first people can't say that you're still when, friends when relationships mm, end, friends. and mm. and usually, usually, it doesn't matter who ends it. It's both people can be really hurting for a while, right? Right, and you you sort of can't imagine at the time that it's ever gonna be, be, be better. Right. And if you just like, if you just sit with it, and you, you and you try, and you, uh, you know, sort of ease back into friendship, it is possible. Oh, I'm sure. I just wish that. Uh, I mean, Rob, don't you think? Oh, well, wouldn't our you case, wish the same thing for other people who have yeah, broken up not, and they I don't just think it's unusual can't for... stand each other? I mean, no, there's a lot of people that can't. They they don't want to have anything to do with each other. Right. Well, yeah, that's the way I feel about my ex-wife. I know. Don't, <laughs> Rob. Well, that, and you know what? That's different. Let it go, man. <laughs> Let it go. It's been too long. I okay, know. back to food. It's ridiculous. Back to food. All right, so recipes for, uh, I don't know. Well, I was just thinking well, about... I just have one question since we're yeah. on Red State Radio as well. And yeah. uh, probably they were listening about the Guatemalans and thinking, they're taking our jobs. They're taking our jobs. Well, your Guatemalan uh, migrant workers. Uh, no, because they're all legal. Oh, legal. Okay. And they've been here for many, many years. Mm-hmm. So why use Guatemalan people instead of uh, people from Costa Rica? Uh, or is it a work it ethic thing? I mean, these guys have worked for us for 18, 20, 22, you know, for right. many, many years. Right. I don't know. And they have a fantastic a work large, ethic, right? Yes. And there's just happens to be a large population of Guatemalan I- immigrants in the Princeton, Trenton, in Lawrenceville, Lawrenceville area. area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Trump. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't really exactly speaking of Trump. But speaking of Trump. I was anticipating red state listeners concerns. Ivanka. No, uh, um, they are, you know, legal immigrants. Legal They've been here. Immigrants. They've been raising their families, paying their taxes. Yep. A, this is no correlation right. between you, anything that's they're happening. Not getting, they're not getting kicked in, uh, over the wall. No, 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 no. Really quick, Ivanka, who is the guy on Fox that said something that was construed as um, lewd yeah. to Ivanka? Oh, uh, O'Reilly? No, not O'Reilly. No. It was He's some the one that could quit over the lewdness. No, but no, that no. had to, didn't said, have to do with Shepherd Ivanka. Smith? No, you know, remember when she was in Germany and she was talking about her father and she got booed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that just happened a couple of days ago. Right. So she was holding a microphone, you know, okay. close to her mouth and her little, oh. you know, voice. Okay. And this news dude said something like, "Well, I love the way Jesse, she's holding that microphone or some Jesse yeah, Waters." Jesse Waters. And what did he? Do you know what he said I'm exactly? I love the way. I, 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 
either the way she was holding it or something. And honestly, I listened to it and I'm a liberal. He said, and I quote, I really like how she was speaking into that microphone, end quote. Okay, I don't think he meant it. I in don't a think sexy he meant, way? Like, was he, he with that Everybody's voice? criticizing him that he meant it by some lewd comparison, like the microphone was a penis, and I like the way she was hold, talking into that microphone. That's the way That's I, not he what likes he was, her, her hold his microphone. I don't think... Did you hear... No, you're reading a quote. I'm, I actually I'm saw the video it. of this guy, and I'm thinking... He did not mean no. anything by that. It says and on, that is on air, I was referring to Ivanka's voice and how it resonates like a smooth jazz radio DJ. This was in no way a joke about anything else or the way she was holding her microphone. It's such just I'll give, her pa- I'll give him a pass on that. I'm okay you know what? People okay are just too hyper-freaking sensitive. It's so ridiculous. I mean, there's a picture of how she was holding the microphone. doesn't look very sexy to me. <laughs> looks like no, she's holding he a mic. No, mean it. I, I no, heard the guy yeah. say it. He didn't mean anything by it. But anyway, so um, summer fish recipe. Ooh, summer fish recipe. You mean in, in honor of the Shad Festival? Yeah. Uh, well, if you wanted to do it on the grill, I like to put my fish in parchment paper and then wrap that in foil. And I put lemon zest and lime zest and salt and pepper and a big old clump of butter. <laughs> and I put it on the grill and it's delicious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's how my parents used to do like bluefish on the grill. And, I do and yeah. what, like... The parchment paper doesn't burn or anything? It's inside the tinfoil. Right. No. So it's just there no. to protect the juices? Or en why papi- is that in it's, there? In French it's papillote. called en papillote. On paper. Usually it's... Baked or en papel. steamed, but yes. I like doing um, papillotes uh, with some sort of fish, whether it be uh, halibut or mm-hmm. uh, even cod, mm-hmm. and putting and uh, putting it on top of a bed, a medley of finely julienned vegetables yeah, and a combination awesome. of peppers and carrots and scallions. That sounds cetera, delicious. And then toss those vegetables with a little bit of garlic, not mm-hmm. a lot, and... Um, Sesame oil and mm-hmm. salt and pepper and maybe a little fresh ginger. That and then good. just, you know, season the fish simply right. and then do it on papillote. There's one that I that do for good. my Princeton client and I start to do it in the spring and summer, mm-hmm. which is, and we use anything from halibut, cod. What's the other one that would work for this, like a corn crusted uh, trout would work. Are you, are you thinking specifically of a f- fatter fish? Flounder. Mm, flounder's kind of delicate, chunky. Yeah, you know, bluefish, haddock, cod, haddock, cod, and uh, halibut. Yeah, you could probably even do like a swordfish or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but, but anyway, so it's you dip the the fish in, and I I knew this forever, but I just mm-hmm. I had forgotten about it. I don't use buttermilk that much for. Mm-hmm. Cooking, but mm-hmm. when you use when you dip the fish into the buttermilk, the buttermilk is so thick that it actually really attracts those grains of cornmeal, which I um, season with salt, pepper, and cumin. Nice, and so you get like this nice, mm-hmm. nice cornmeal crust because of all of that the buttermilk good. that makes it attract um, more crust. Mm-hmm. And so then you put it in. Um, I just do use like peanut oil, mm-hmm. some kind of neutral oil. Get it nice and hot. I undercook them. If I'm mm-hmm. not serving them right away, I undercook them, and then I just finish them off at the oven right before I'm going nice. to serve them. And then I do it with a what I, what I call Santa Fe salsa, which is made with tomatillos, mm-hmm. which are 
simmered and then mm -hmm. pureed. Uh, red and green peppers, tomatoes, cucumbers, lime juice, cilantro, olive oil, salt and pepper. Garlic? A little bit. Mm -hmm. Just Sounds bit. good. And then you put that over the fish. It sounds good. Delish. My favorite summer fish is to basically do the marinade that I mentioned earlier. Oil, lemon juice, soy sauce, garlic, and black pepper. And you can do it with swordfish. You can do it with haddock, cod, shrimp, anything. And on, put them on the grill. I hear the music. This you means our, means. This means our time is coming to an end. Our time is coming <laughs> to an end. Please join us next week on Food for Thought. See you then.